Hi, George. Hi, Carlos. How's it going, dude? It's better now. Thank you for asking. Better now. Better now in the evening of Monday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. That's lost on, I mean, all of that shit's lost on me. I acknowledge it as like a as, as a fan of pop culture. I understand it. I watched all the movies, but but yeah, it's completely lost on me. Yeah. I prefer At what point? was it ever was it ever a part of you? No, I'm never I was never a star. No, I wasn't ever I mean I didn't see any of the Star Wars movies until the until they brought back these last ones. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one with Riley yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when I finally watched, like, the whole, all of them, like, four, five, six, one, two, three, and then I saw seven, eight, nine, whatever. Nice. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, happy uh, May the 4th, Star Wars Day, and you're better now. And, and I'm better now because it's not, because you, you, know you know which one I like more than May the 4th? Um, I like It's Gonna Be May. That's the big yeah. one. For real. Like, yeah. I... I I think that's hilarious, man. And I like, I, um, I had to write a blog post for my practice. Uh, we take turns. Uh, and so my, my opening line is, um, well, here we are. It's May. And I just, I kept laughing because I just keep hearing the, it's going to be May. It's going to be May. <laughs> so good. And I have to keep it professional. So I can't put like a parentheses, like Justin Timberlake voice, you know, like, but whatever. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but here we are, and 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 you are, you're better now from what? What's going uh, on? So uh, there's um, there was a a tweet that I posted last week, and it talks about the hell zone, and it basically is like, um, hold on, I'm gonna read it because it's really good, and it's basically like, what does it say? Hold on. The quarantine state of mind is having three solid days where you feel pretty well adjusted, followed by a sudden and unexpected dip into what we call the hell zone. And the hell zone is an anxious, semi-agitated state where you just sort of are off the whole day and time flows like you're waiting through chili and the hell zone will never sync up with other people's hell zones and that's always going to make you feel weird and stressed out. And so... I posted this like a couple. That's really well written. That's Isn't it like good? A really yeah, good so description. Of, it's like, by. Going. I'll just give the credit to Dan Sheehan uh, at it's Dan Sheehan on Twitter. Uh, he posted it. I posted it on my on my Instagram. I thought it was really funny, yeah. but like also like true. Um, and so the goal was like I would I posted it originally like the goal is to stay out of the hell zone, and then it just kind of like popped back up. And I just like reposted it today, like, uh oh, we're alert, we're in the hell zone. Here we go. <laughs> we're in the hell zone again. And here we go. And, it just, and you just, and it's like you wake up, I mean, you just realize that you're not in a good like mood, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you wake up and you feel already like some sort of like dread or, or doom or gloom, despair, sadness. And it was like yeah. a little cloud that woke, I woke up with. And. I try to brush it off as, like, I went throughout the morning, like, that first hour where I, like, get myself together, get my breakfast, get my coffee, like, log into the emails, start to work, try to, like, move through, and then it wasn't going away, and then I was, I just, like, took a second to acknowledge it, 
and I did an Instagram post where I just kind of like looked, I did like a very like longingly, like look off into the distance post mm-hmm. um, yeah. picture. Um, and it was, I, um, if I, something like, if I don't keep moving and I get stuck in my feelings, I'm never, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna be swallowed by despair. So I just need to keep moving. So it's like, I had a list of things I had to get done today. Um, and so I just was like, okay, we're going to take this little depression through this list today. It's like wearing a weighted, have you ever, ever done a workout with a weighted vest? No, never. Okay, so imagine doing like any kind of workout. It already feels like the way it feels. But you, you, you throw on a weighted a vest that weighs an extra 20 pounds, and oh it just makes everything you do a little bit more laborious. Everything oh. feels a little heavier. Everything feels, yeah. And so that's kind of like the physical way that I would describe kind of like when I say just keep moving. Because if you do keep moving, you eventually just get to either a place where things feel lighter or you just feel adjusted um, or you're able to kind of like be done with it. And luckily, I feel like we're done with it. I, I have a pending thing I have to do. And... You know, we talked about this before the pod, like before we started recording, like what? And I was ready to say it, but now that like we're on, I don't know. But I basically have to like make amends. Mm. I have to make amends. And I, I think, I'm pretty sure that the reason why I woke up in a funk was because I like had conflict yesterday and it kind of came out of nowhere. And it, it really like, I thought it was the other person's fault, and it was actually my fault. <laughs> and I and I really swore that like I was mostly in the right. Like I would have, I would have, I would have um, compromised that. Well, I mean, it was David. I'll compromise that like that David had needed to own like a bigger portion of the conversation or of the of the fight that we had. But when I was replaying it in my head today, yeah, I mean, I was, I was being fucking crazy. Yeah. I was being crazy and insensitive. And, or, like, it's, have you, can you know how it's, I don't know if it's weird to say this or not, but, like, I was being, like, I was being super sensitive and then at the same time insensitive to his feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because that, I was it, so hurt. Self-consumption, self-consumption. You're, you were consumed in, in all your feels, to yeah. the point where you weren't sensitive to his. Nah, I completely just missed the mark. And I realized that, like, today, like, in the afternoon, and, like, now I need to, like, make amends about it. And I just hope that, like, it just gets... I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just hope that, like, he'll forgive me. Well, what's what's your method? What do you have a do you have a communication method like a, like a system in your mind that's like okay, this is how I apologize. This is the order in which I do things or which I say things. No, I don't script it. No, not script. I don't no, script it. Script. Listen, I'm a person. How many times in your life have you had to like make amends? Oh man, too many. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. You don't strike me as the kind of person who has like had to say I'm sorry a lot. Well, you know, I didn't, I, I think that, I don't know, I, when I was in, when I was in uh, college, I was very, I had a, 
I don't know, at some many points in my life, I had this chip on my shoulder. And um, there were points in college where I was very, very sarcastic. When I learned the language of sarcasm, I utilized it a lot. And I feel like I maybe hurt some people's feelings along the way. And, uh, and yeah, so I've, you know, I, many times I've texted people years later and be like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not in a 12-step program. I'm not doing anything. I've just out of nowhere, I just really, I thought about this situation and realized I never apologized to you. This doesn't require a reply, but this is, this was a situation. This is what I did. And, uh, and I'm really sorry. I'm, I've grown and, 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 you know, and most of the time people are like, oh my gosh, like, first of all, it's great to hear from you. I haven't, I never thought anything of it. Other times they've been like, you know what? I always kind of resented you for that. And that's really big of you to come and, and apologize, you know? I mean, I've done, I've gone, I've gone on apology tours as well. Um, And I did it, there was a, I don't know if I've ever talked about this. There's this like guy that would used to come around like a group of friends that I was friends with in 2003. And he was like, like I had a crush on this guy and then he was like flirting with that guy. And so we would all like hang out and like, and like, you know, drink and whatever. And then inevitably I would just say something like kind of rude and shady. Um, and like people don't forget. And so fast forward like 10 years later, he is now dating. He's like starts to date one of my friends and we're all like hanging out at my friend's house. And I, cl- I mean, I clearly remember like having said like this mean thing um, and so I was just like, I just like, I was like, I went, I turned to him in a moment where it's just the two of us. Um, and I was like, listen, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I know that I said some really mean things to you and like, you didn't deserve that. And I'm very sorry. And he brushed it. He was nice enough um, to kind of just like, like let it go. Um, but I came to find out that it did mean something. Um, and that's when I realized that like words have power and apologies actually can, can bring people, can actually help, um, making amends. And so, um, but I did, there was a girl like in high school was meeting some people. So when Facebook became a thing, I decided to like met private message some people that I wanted to say, I'm sorry to. And it kind of went like 70, 30, where 70% of the people were like, no big deal. We're kids. And 30% were like, fuck you. Fuck your mom. Fuck you on your gravestone. Like I never. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. 70, 70% were the mean ones. No, 70% were like the ones. Okay. Varying degrees of risk, like receptiveness. Like I don't remember. It's not a big deal or it's fine. We were kids or thank you for the apology. And then 30% were like, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you oh forever. Oh and I was God. like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do? Well, you know, I mean, that's um, the whole like concept of apologizing and forgiving is, is a very frustrating process because, you know, you apologized, you went out of your way to do that. And it took a lot. A lot of people don't ever take the step to apologize. So by apologizing, you know, now you're putting the the focus on them. And if they react in a poor way, then you're like, wow, it sucks that even after I apologize, they still have to feel a certain way about this. And I hope yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It and that's like, a tough thing, you know. It's um, that's a 
it's really hard for me to be reminded of past bad deeds, especially once I've tried to like make up for them or make amends for them or say I'm sorry. Um, I was I wanted to be like I've apologized for this, and now we're all going to move on, and you never talk about it again. Like, you know, <laughs> it worked out. Contr- contractually, <laughs> this apology comes with a caveat where you're not allowed to bring up this bad deed again when it's right. Nicole. And that's what I. No. That's like. <laughs> Carlos, I'm so bad. Carlos, I'm so no. crazy. No, no, no. I wouldn't call it crazy, man. I'm becoming a crotchety old person. I'm becoming no. I'm becoming like my grandmother. Do you really feel that? I don't feel you're a crotchety old person. I mean, I'm such a I'm such a vieja old lady, mean lady. Like there's no reason for me to be like you hurt like it, what I'm, I just keep thinking about the fight that I had with David yesterday, and it's so fucking stupid. Like, I didn't need to do or say those things. Right. It's, like, dumb. And it was... And, it's, and it, it makes me really pissed off because I'm, like, the fucking Eckhart Tolle person who needs to be, like, aware and conscious. And I was completely not paying attention to what was going on in the room. I was consumed by like my little fucking my my weekend didn't go the way that I wanted it to go and like no by the way no one's weekend went the way that they wanted to go like everyone had plans that they wanted to do and no one could do what they wanted and everyone was pissed about it but like somehow like my my pissed off was the most deserved pissed off in this one I don't, it sounds crazy it sounds crazy and I'm pissed at myself and because I don't I really don't like to be wrong. More than <laughs> that, like, you know bingo, I mean? there it is. That's 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 where it is right there. I don't like you know? I don't like to say I'm sorry because I don't like to be wrong. Right. Well, I think that you know that's sometimes we're we're wrong more more than we are right, and more than we'd like to acknowledge. And that's 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 where learning comes in, you know, and that's that's the beautiful part, but the methodology of, of apologizing, I really, it, it all falls under the umbrella of obviously conflict resolution. And I think that the, a, a sincere apology is, is empathy, right? And, you know, really telling the person, I actually can see how, you know, I came across or I can see how I made you feel this way. And it sucks and it, I don't feel good about that. And then clarification. You know, the, the, the reason why a lot of conflicts never get resolved is because nobody ever clarifies their motives and intentions. And we've talked about that in, in prior episodes. And, but that's, it's such an important element that people skip because the clarification is, is the, the, pretty much the point where you're admitting that you're, you know, that, that you're wrong. And so therefore I'm the one that has to clarify my motives and intentions. So, you know, like I could see how I pissed you off. But let me be clear that, you know, you're, I consider you to be a good friend and it's not my motive and intention to piss you off. I don't wake up in the morning thinking about how can I make George's day awful? You know, that's not my motive. And, and I'm, I'm just really sorry that we had to get into it. You know, things and that's, that process is very, very tough, but I think it's, it's a useful one. I definitely think I'm a firm believer that people should have a solid, process to communicate especially in these awkward situations that sometimes can escalate and by managing that 
in, in the form of like having a system, you can avoid it from escalating further, you know, because the person you're apologizing to might be like, hey, you know what? I'm glad you're fucking apologizing because you were fucking asshole, right? And you don't ever fucking talk to me that way again. And you're like, oh, now your blood is boiling. And now pride gets in the way and ego gets in the way. So yeah. it's like, so and the way I am, I don't know if it's an Aries thing, but the way I am is my, my Achilles is, uh, is, is, um, is pride. My, that's, that's like my, my Achilles heel is pride. So when I feel that somebody, if I'm apologizing and somebody says, well, fuck you, then now, now my pride is, is, you know, affected. And now, you know, I have to have a system in my mind because if I don't, I'm going to be like, you know what? I take my back, my fucking apology. You fucking no, break. you can't <laughs> See, like that's where you and I fork off into different and in into different ways of doing, because if I, it takes a lot for me to like, first of all, if I don't give a shit, the odds are I'm not going to do the, the amount of analysis necessary to like possibly come to a conclusion where I may have been wrong and you might be owed an apology. Because if I don't care, then it's like, it doesn't That's fucking matter. Story. And the reserve. But once, if I can see it and like, and I come to it without having to be told about it, like I come to it on my own, like, the way that I did today with um, the argument that I had yesterday, mm-hmm. um, then it's just a matter of like clenching my booty cheeks and like with the <laughs> uncomfortableness, like, so I, I would, the way that I've done it in the past with people who I hurt and that I love is that you tell them that you're sorry and you tell them that you're sorry for what you said. Um, because no matter what was going on in, in that moment, um, it's not whatever the, whatever the motivating factor was in that moment, it's not, it was wrong and you value the relationship more than you, than whatever like was left. Like if I was trying to be funny for the room and I insult somebody, um, and, it's not, it doesn't land and it's just not funny and they get pissed about it, then I ain't fucking know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I totally get it. I mean, you know, whatever. It, 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 and once it, I decide to, like, I'm sorry, like, once, once, I mean, when I was saying, like, once I decide to do that, whatever. Whatever comes out of the other side, whether it's like a yay or a nay, um, mm-hmm. it's done for me. You know, they're just like, I don't, I don't accept your apology. I understand. Right. I understand, and and it takes a big person to to, to do that because then you have people who are like, oh come on, oh hey, oh come on, hey, but what, it's not, what can I do to make it better? What can I? I it's like some people just some people just shut down, man. I feel like some people just need time to move yeah. through that. Um, I find time is helpful in healing kind of those things. And I can think of, like, one specific situation where I, like, I hurt a friend, not directly but indirectly, by making, like, a shitty comment about his sister in front of, like, a group of people Mm. um, where I thought it was funny, but no one else. People thought it was funny, but it was also, like, cruel funny. Um, and, And, like... 
she got her feelings hurt. He was upset. Like, so I had to like, I had to like really like buckle up and like call him, call her, call the, the husband. Like there was like a whole thing and understanding that because like of the things that I had said, like I had caused this hurt. Like I'm the one that threw that rock into the water and caused that ripple effect. It's already done. I can't take it back. The only thing I can do because I need to like, cause I really want my friendship with this one person to be to last because I really love him the most is I need to make it right. And the only way you can make it right sometimes is be like, I'm sorry. I'm call you and I'm saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I didn't mean, I, I honestly didn't mean to offend you, but what I said was offensive and I own that. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's if that, you know, if that works for the person, I mean, how do you like to be apologized to directly just right up? Like, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm sorry that, and most people that, that say I'm sorry to me, like, am I just like, I'm like, it's okay. I'm glad we can be friends again. Yeah. man. There's I- one person, no, you know what? There's one motherfucker who I said I'm sorry, that said I'm sorry to me, and, like, I accepted their fucking apology, and they ended up turning into be the fucking shitty person I thought they were. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Like, the same thing where you apologize years later. I feel like calling people sometimes and be like, remember that apology I gave you? I know it's been 10 years, but I take it back. (laughs) Like, that person was a fake motherfucker, and I needed it. I got caught up in, like, the spirit of, like, a collegial environment. Right. And just needed to, like, say sorry to move things forward and like you know but i honestly was like i should have just been like you know what fuck you get the fuck yeah. out of here yeah. and they ended up i mean luckily they don't they don't come around anymore so right <laughs> you know i think I, I i mean i went through a phase when i first started you know um well my, my therapy experience uh started with couples therapy then ended up in individual therapy and then that's how i came across my mentor and the rest is history um, but there was a part of my of the therapy process about setting boundaries, which I was always really bad at. When I look back in my life, to my life, I, I realized how bad I was awful at setting boundaries. I just let people step all over me. Um, I allowed people to make me feel bad, and I wouldn't I wouldn't correct people. I wouldn't say anything. And when I started learning how to establish boundaries. Oh my gosh, man. When somebody would apologize to me, I mean, I went, the pendulum swung, but completely, I, it, it, <laughs> I was just like, my, my, I had, I had, um, I had a script and if somebody pissed me off it, because you got You got to know what your triggers are. And I, I, I knew what my triggers were. My triggers were people who are inconsistent. So people who treat you according to who they are around. Right. So like okay. they treat you a certain way and then they're with a certain group of people and they start talking to you a certain way or insulting you in a certain way to be funny, but it's not who they are when it's just you and them one-on-one. Ew. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So inconsistent people uh, is, was like my biggest thing. Like, and, and, and that was a big boundary for me. And I remember I always had a line and my script was somebody would say, Hey man, you know, my bad. I'll be like, you know what? I I'm currently not a- taking apologies. Uh, you need to change. You can apologize through change. Just be a better person, and um, and I think and I think eventually we'll be okay. But um, but I, I I don't accept right now your apology. Um, 
and you know uh, and hope maybe one day i will but but that is just you know what you did is something that really bad people do and uh and 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 i just don't associate with people like that so you know goodbye and it was like now here's the good news the pe- <laughs> the, the people i did that to the people i said that to uh-huh. that's no longer this we're talking like 11 years ago now or okay. 12 years ago um but you know i no longer handle things like that obviously I'm a different person, but but at the time, I am happy to report that the people I said that to ended up being or continued to be just shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm happy to report that because I would feel really awful about it if I said that to somebody who ended up being like a really good person. And I would probably have to call them and be like, hey, I'm the one who owes you an apology, you know, because of the way I reacted. Eventually, I learned... You know, I learned to, to the, the whole concept of empathy and that everything I've already, ex- you know, you know, I'll say, I, I, I accept your apology. I totally get it. Some of us, you know, we, we, we compensate when we're around people. You have a certain comfort level with me and you felt you could do that. But just to be clear, there's a clarification to be clear. I, I don't want you. That's not acceptable to me. You cannot treat me different based on who are you, who you are around. If you're gonna do that, then unfortunately we can't be friends. Um, but I accept your apology, and if you can own that, then we move forward. You know, harm no foul. That's it. I'm usually harsher with people who are not cool to people that I love versus mm. to people versus when they're not cool to me. Like it's easier for me to forgive a direct indiscretion or like a direct attack than if like someone were to come for like you or David or my sister or like I see one of those people coming and attacking someone I love, I immediately want to like eviscerate them. Right. And they're like, they, that fucking person needs to fucking go. Like let's fucking take them out. Um, and you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I mean, taking them out means like we're going to block them on social media. Like that's just to be right, clear. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I, I... And, Thank or like take we're, we're gonna take pictures of them and draw like bigotes and like right. snarly teeth on their pictures and then pass them around back and forth to each other and then delete it. Like that's right, what right, we're right, talking right. about here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's funny uh, because I'm like that too now. Uh, that's that's what I've become because I know that I can handle myself and I know that I can handle situations. So, but when I see people who don't have the tools or the skills to defend themselves or to like you know, set proper boundaries. And I see people taking advantage of those people. I'm, I'm very much like that. Like if, I just if, hate seeing know. fucked up shit being done. So when I see fucked up shit uh, being absolutely. done to somebody or something, um, I'm just like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I feel like I can defend myself. But when I feel like it's being happening to like an innocent person or someone who like can't do it, like take care, like, or like a dog that's being mistreated or something like that. I'm just like, ah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's for sure. And I, you know, there's another interesting thing about giving apologies or accepting apologies mm-hmm. is th- this really interesting concept of that, you know what, I have fucked up like that before and people weren't forgiving to me. So why should I be forgiving to other people who do the same thing? Have you ever experienced something like that? I mean, I get, mm. No, 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 I don't No, I do feel sometimes that I get worried about having to apologize because they might say like they might not accept it. And then I have to get like, I'm stuck 
with unresolved feelings. Mm-hmm. But no, the one, what was the one that you said? Where in the past you've asked for forgiveness on something and people have not, they have been like non-empathetic and just be like, I don't, you know, I don't forgive you or I don't accept your apology. And then therefore when somebody does the same thing to you, you say, you know what? I wasn't forgiven when I did that. So I'm not forgiving you if you do that. I mean, it's never happened to me because I've never not been like the people who told me to fuck off from like middle school, like it has no impact. Right. Right. You know? Um, So no, that hasn't happened to me. Yeah. It's something that is, you know, the whole thing of, of apologizing and forgiveness is it's, it's such a, it's such a deep process because you have to be able to not project that out later on in your life, you know, and it's, it just, it's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You don't want to be like apologizing for the same thing over and over again, you know, like that just gets like, Oh, you know, sorry. I, sorry. I had too much. And I said all those terrible things again. Right. Well, that's a pet peeve of mine is when people are like, you know, I'm just like that. I can't change, you know? And it's like, uh, no, like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, if we're going to be friends, this isn't going to be a friendship where you're like apologizing to me about the same shit over and over again. And, you know, do you think those people that have those, do you think those people are like that with everybody or it's just something that does not like vibe with your frequency? I no, I, I think I, I, that's a great question because really it's a case by case. Obviously I think that I, I am a firm believer in that what we project out, um, you end up attracting. So I am a recovering people pleaser, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a people pleaser all the way up to the age of 35. And and we've gone through this. Remember, my therapist mm-hmm. said, your mm-hmm. nice is fake. Remember that? Um, and I was a people pleaser. And I realized that a lot of people in my life, you know, when I started setting boundaries, you know, those people, what I was projecting is I just want to please you. So what's who am I going to attract? I'm going to attract people who only want to get what they want. I'm going to attract yes. people who, who this guy's just going to say yes to everything. This guy's going to give me what I want and nothing's going to be reciprocated because he's just so busy trying to please everyone that, you know, he's not even requiring anything. And then, yeah. and then it creates a lot of resentment. So you end up project. I am a firm believer that you just end up projecting what you end up projecting is what you end up receiving. So that's why change is internal that's why if you want a different group of friends you're the one that has to change you're the one that has to project you know a different a a person that has you know your own like boundaries your own values your own belief systems not like oh i'm just going to mold myself according to who i'm talking to because that in fact is fake and people can smell that a mile away so you know it's um it really it's on a case-by-case basis depending on what you're projecting, you know, what I always refer to, you know, the, the, the story with the gym, you know, that I was in a place where I needed new friendships. I needed new contacts. I needed new net, a new network. So of course, when I came in hot, going back to the friends episode, I don't know when that was, I think it was episode five or six or something, but when I came in hot, you know, it was like, what's wrong with this guy? What's going on? You know, like the fuck, calm down a little bit, chill. And then when my real self started coming out, you know, then I was attracting people that now, I mean, I've established such strong friendships, uh, you know, that it's stronger friendships than I had when I was an adolescent. So, I mean, yeah. 
So, so anyway, I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of deviated, but, but no, definitely I, mean, I, I think and I have. A, I hope it's. I just hope it goes well because I don't like there to be like anger in my relationship, especially between David and I. Um, so fingers crossed. Well, I. You have my. You have my. By the time this episode drops, we'll know. <laughs> we'll know what happened. We'll have a part two. We'll have a sequel. We'll have we'll a sequel. A, we'll have a, um, no. And I, no, I'm confident that it's going to be fine. Like, I, I can already, like, tell that, that, like, he's, that we've moved on. But I just need to, like, having realized that it was, like, I'm the one that fucked it up. So I need to just, like, I'd rather just own it. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully it doesn't spark a whole other thing. But regardless, I just want to own that. You have my recommendation. I'm, I, I can imagine that I made you feel a certain way and I'm not proud of that. And it's not my intention to, to fight. I didn't want to fight. I hate it when we fight. I hate Dude, I fucking feelings. hate being wrong. And like, I was so wrong and like strong and wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? You're going to be wrong again. No. Mm-mm. Yes. No. You're gonna be wrong again. No, dude. I can't be. I can't. I, listen, I've had enough. I've I had can't a lifetime. I can't, I can't be wrong. I need like. I need like to be. Dude, I fucked shit up. Like I fucked up the lot. I mean, I have fucked up a couple of things. I fucked up like the washing machine. I like ran over a sprinkler today. Like I've been like keep fucking up. Like you know. You know when have you? Did you have parents that like always gave you consequences or punishments? Yeah. And you just had like a string of like bad things that happened. You're just like, fuck, it keeps fucking up. Yeah. 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 Because it, it, or when, or when you're, you get nervous and you become clumsy because you're nervous that, that you're, yeah, you're not you're trying to like not like, yeah. Like when I'm driving, I turn, when I'm, and Lauren is in the passenger seat, I turn into the worst driver. I have, why? An, I have an impeccable driving record. I, I've never been in a car accident that's been my fault. It's always been somebody else's fault. I am always extra careful. I am, I honestly, I'm very proud of that. And I consider myself to be a really good driver. And I'm not, and I don't drive like a viejo, you know, I, I, I take my chances and things like that, but I, I'm so aware. I'm so focused. I use all the mirrors. I'm mindful of my blind spots. I, I, I mean, it's like, I'm this great driver, and I and here's here's just to add to that. Mm-hmm. Most of my career has been sixty percent driving, so it's like I've driven in my lifetime. I have driven more than the average person. Mm-hmm. But Lauren has a very very different driving style, and so you know, so it's like I know that she's observing. So like it's funny because I I tell her I like I feel like I turn into a horrible driver when you're when I feel that you're watching me <laughs> and it's true. So it's kind of like what you're saying like when you mess up on something and you know that you're being watched because there's a consequence or something you yeah. end up becoming like more clumsy or you end up becoming because you're over you're overthinking things. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That happened to me a lot as a kid too. Absolutely. If I was in trouble about one thing, I would turn around and like knock something over and I'm like, why now? Yeah. Why now? <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah, that. All of that. All of that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Have let me ask you this. Have your and I I'm going to I'm going to answer as well. I'm going to answer my own question. Okay. Have 
your parents ever apologize to you? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow, that's amazing. Okay. Yes. It was a very long time ago, like a really long time ago. And I bet you if they were who they are now, they wouldn't have apologized. Really? Okay. Yeah. My parents used to be... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. They were, used, they were very different people. Mm-hmm. They were very different people, I want to say, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was around that time where they were like, they were kind of like nice. And we were good. I mean, I felt we, obviously, like being a teenager was very rough, but like, and I was very willful and they were, I was the first. And so there was a lot of times that, like, there was some back and forth, and I had to say I'm sorry a lot because I, I broke a lot of their rules um, and abused a lot of their t- trust. I mean, but listen, when you have very rigid rules and a willful personality, the only way to do, like, and it's not like the, op- if the, the option is I need to do what I want to do, not like, oh, well, they said no. I'm going to choose to stay home. It's like, well, no, they said no. Now I need to figure out the other, the back door. Right, right, exactly. You know, like, okay. Plan B. Well, I couldn't couldn't walk straight through it. Like, you wouldn't just say, yes, go on this trip with your friends, or yes, you can go out to this nightclub. Fine. I need to fucking sneak out. Like, I'm going to go. Fine. It's plan B. Plan B, plan C, plan D, until you get what you want. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so, and like... There was times where, like, I've been to therapy with my parents, and like, I remember them saying sorry for things, mm. whatever, like maybe wrongs that they felt like they did to me. But mm. I mean, that was like thirty. Like I said, thirty, like twenty years ago. I was a teenager. Wow. No, I mean even more than twenty years ago. Fuck, what am I saying? I'm forty-one. <laughs> twenty years ago, I was twenty-one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that hurts so bad. 25 years ago. Oh. I know. It's fuck. awful. I know. It's fucking awful. that. Fucking that. Okay. 25 I years ago. It. I hate it. Fuck. Um, yeah. Oh, I've been, I mean, maybe not for this podcast. I don't know for this episode, I mean, but yeah, the, I, 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 I've gone, I have regressed with the whole age thing, but whatever. Okay. Sorry. Let's continue with this because like, this is important. No, it's like, it's just that. It's just that. Yeah. They, um, yeah. they didn't, it was just different. Yeah. And they wouldn't. They would never apologize now because of their whole like belief in hierarchies and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. My parents would never apologize for, you know. That yeah. I mean, I love my parents very much. They were great. But but you know, being a, being an only child, uh, there was a point where where I really stopped being the child, and we became three adults. And and they very much owned that. I like they they include me in every like you know, financial decision. And like, there was a point where I wasn't ready for that. I was like trying to start my own life. And like, there was yeah. like some, you know, I couldn't handle it. Like the, it's like that really weird point in your life where you're old enough to be on your own, but you still kind of want the support of your parents. Like you still kind of, you still want to be the, the, the child. You don't like want to be completely let go of and like, oh, you're an adult and you should, you know, like at least mm-hmm. for emotional support, not monetarily, just, you know, but, um, uh, so anyway, there was a lot of things. So same thing when I started sending, setting boundaries, the hardest boundaries to set were the ones that I had to set with my parents. And, um, and many times I was like, okay, this is the moment where you should apologize. And no, never. It's like, nope, we've never done anything wrong. 
And it's like, okay, it's just, you know, it's expected and that's just what it is. And you learn to accept that and it's fine. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it is, it is interesting. The, the, the goal for me is to not make the same mistake twice. I think I said this already. And so now that I'm like super aware of like the fact that like this quarantine is bringing up these like trapped feelings um, is just being like catalog it and save it for future use. Like, okay, George, like you have a weak spot when it comes to this, like things not going according to plan. And I mean, listen, all plan 2020 is canceled. Right? Like, all things for 2020 <laughs> are fucking canceled. And if you're living in a world where you think that you're going to be able to go on a ski vacation or a winter break thing or maybe in the fall and Halloween thing, like, I call you a fucking optimist. And that's, like, the nicest thing I can say right now, that you're a fucking optimist. I am traveling under, like, the... I'm traveling under the notion that 2020 is canceled. Fucking canceled. Canceled. It is literally May, and we're still at home. It's going to be May. No, no May. <laughs> it, it's, it's May. May. It's it, going to be May. It was going to be May, but now it's May. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to a wedding in October uh, for Halloween, and uh, well, yeah, man, we're already... Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That, that That's, you know... it. Yeah, at this at this point, it's still gonna happen. I mean, we're getting getting ready to, you know, just to travel with our collection of face masks that we'll have by then. Yeah, I mean, I, I picture having as many face masks as I have T-shirts by then, um, and, <laughs> and and see what see what happens. Uh, maybe we should transition. Okay. And have a, a talk about talk about the fact that I'm super over masks being a fashion accessory already already right already yeah. i hate it i just hate it and i i'm not like willing to get on board on the on the novelty because it's like no i mean maybe eventually i'll get on it it seems inevitable like it's a part of life that you just have to deal with it just sucks. Yeah. they're so like i hate them i fucking hate them i hate I know, the way especially they look. If you have the face recognition on your phone, it's awful. It Listen, maybe if awful. I was ugly, it would be less impactful. But I'm not. I'm cute. <laughs> I want to cover my. I'm a pretty smile. Like I was with somebody, and like they made a joke, and I smiled, and I'm like, I'm smiling under here. <laughs> I'm like, you can't tell, but I'm smiling. <gasps> oh my gosh. Oh man. That is hilarious. No, I, I, I know. I, I don't think it's going to, I mean, you know, I, I know that we were trying to like not get back on, you know, this, you know, COVID topic, but, uh, but man, you know what? Like, I, I, I think people are just, people are just going to end up taking risks. I said it last week. I've been saying it for weeks. I just think that, you know, it's going to reach a point where people can be like, fuck it. If this is how I go, this is how I go, but I'm living my fucking life. That's it. Like, Yeah. You know, like no more so mask. Fuck the mask. It's so, I mean, I say fuck the mask, but I'm still gonna put it on. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on, and and until I'm like like I was at Publix yesterday, and uh, Lauren and I had the masks on, and I just it reached a point where I just was like, I didn't take it off off, but I just turned around and like took it off for a second just to like breathe for a second, 
not too many people around me, obviously. And then I had to put it back on and I'm like, this sucks, dude. And I can't, and especially now with the heat and, and summer's coming. Nope. Mm-mm. Watch, mark my words. You're going to, people are going to be walking around with the mask down here. And that is Miamians way of saying, fuck this. Look, we're, <laughs> we've already established that we are not, this is not a science podcast, right? Um, okay. And we just trade on things that we read on social media, kind of. Correct. Um, yeah. And so with that said in mind, um, there is um, people that are, I guess, now starting to advertise getting like, or having, taking tests to find out if you have had it or if you have the antibodies for it to basically be like, if you have had it, then you have the antibodies for it. So you're good to like go and maybe you have to like cover yourself because maybe you're can still pass it on. So whatever, like it's good to know whether you do, you don't have it. Cause if you do like, so that you can like be able to like get together with other people who like may or do or don't. So you don't have to like filter your social life. And I'm going to be, I told David, I was like, I want us to get it. And then I want all of us, our friends, to get it so that we can start having, like, social gatherings with the people who we line up with. Right. And I want an Excel spreadsheet with all of my, like, my Facebook contacts. <laughs> be like, okay, this person matches with this person, and they, okay, so they, they have it. They have, okay, so we can, we can get together with them, them, and them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be great. That, that, would be, that would be one solid way of going about it. But I just, I, I love my people, and I mean I love my like my Miami people and I just I know I know them. I I know our people and people are going to be like I'm not playing along with like mm-mm. like I'll play they'll play along when when it was heated when it was like happening and like holy shit am I going to die from this shit. Dude, come June, July with the heat, I'm telling you people are going to like have it on. They'll have the face mask on. They're just going to like pretend like they had it on at one point and they're just taking a break from it. But really they just <laughs> never had any intention of putting it fully on. That's, that's Miami at its finest. And I love my people. I love Miami. And that's just how it's going. I love Miami. I love Miami, bro. I love but Miami, I know my bro. people, bro. People will be like, fuck this shit, bro. bro. I'll just keep it here. And if anybody gives me shit, I'll be like, no, bro, I'm just taking a break. You know, like, yeah. I'm just really glad that there hasn't been like any kind of like race turf wars with everyone like wearing bandanas around their neck. (laughs) That's like a 90s thing. Like that doesn't happen anymore, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. I wish it did. I I miss the 90s. I miss the 90s. No, it's good that you can like wear whatever you want and not get shot for wearing the wrong color. That's a good thing. That's true. Progress. That is true. Oh man. I, uh, yeah, man. I, 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 so, sometimes I do that subtraction math that you were doing earlier, and I can't believe that so much time has gone by where I think, you know, we, I think there's been like two generations of music already. <laughs> like, dude, everything I, everything I play, not, not anymore, because now I've, I've had to make an effort. But I was like looking at my set list, and I'm like, yeah, people enjoy it. Yes, people request it. People of all ages. I still stand by that, so I don't feel too bad because uh-huh. I'll av- I'll avoid a song like Santeria by Sublime. I'll do my I'll do my damnedest like all night. I'll be like I am not playing that song, 
And there are people, you know, early 20s, you know, Santeria. And I'm like, are you asking because I look old enough to know that song? Or are you asking because you really want to hear that song? And that's, I don't ask them that, but that's really what I'm wondering. So, um, but now I've been learning songs. My whole thing now is I'm learning only songs from 2005 and on. That's okay. It. That's it. Because, that, I mean, not, if the average song in my set list ranges between the years of 1982 to 1999 right so on average the songs i play are how old yeah 20 to you know 20 plus years that yes. is of that is classic rock. that's yeah oldies yeah that's it's like when station. you and i when you and i were 25 and we would go to bars and the and the band was playing Hotel California or Freebird, you know, and because those songs were 20 to 30 years old. For yes, them. except that, that I would tell, I would challenge that the music that came from um, everything like after disco, the pop music that came after disco is very different than the pop music that came before it. And so mm-hmm. like that 70s rock doesn't sound anything like like the 90s rock or like any kind of like stuff that's put out by like Journey or Queen or um, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and, and you're right. You're right. And it, it's I mean, just, Bon Jovi. It, yeah. But the thing is that there's something there where people still like to be told that this is what you need to like because I keep asking, you know, because thanks to, again, once again, our gym network, I, you know, I have, I have friends, I've become friends with people who are much younger than me. And I say, dude, what songs can I learn? And they're like, dude, it's just. This dude, Passion Pit. Awesome. Dude, download the Passion Pit Gossamer album. I haven't listened to it in so fucking long. It came out in 2012. It slaps. It sounds so good. Yeah. And maybe no one knows it because it's such a, like, it's a very niche band, but they got some hits. Well, you know what? That's Play Sleepy that Head. right there. That's that right there. Everything is a niche band. So like, like that's the trap because like, like I'll, I'll play a song. I'll learn a song and I'll play it. And, and, and so I'm playing to a room of 50, 60, 70 people and I'll play a song 2005 and on and 10 of those people will be like, fuck yeah. But if I play Journey, which I hate to play, and I think I've forgotten it at this point, but if I were to play it, all those people would be like, don't stop. I mean, don't stop believing. You know, you know, you know, it's crazy. Yes, I, I, I can relate to what you're saying right now because it's how I feel about reggaeton. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but <laughs> you know, it comes on, and I'm just like, okay, all right, yo perreo solo. Dude, did I tell you about my bad bunny moment? No, you had a bad bunny moment. Were you on his Instagram live with him? No, 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 no. Not that kind of moment. I don't know who he is. But but like I was uh there was a uh, oh yeah, I was playing Spotify through Lauren's account uh, in my car and something occurred where like I was on my way to like go get her or something like that, but I was logged into her account and this song comes on and I'm just like I start I start moving, dude. Like I start mm-hmm. like the 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 Latin in me started coming out, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like Oh, eso está buenísimo, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then I'm like, you know. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I look at my phone and it's Bad Bunny, and I was like, What the fuck is happening? 
happening right now? He's so you good. Know? He's so yeah, good. it's like undeniable. And and the thing is, is that if you're Hispanic, it's like you cannot deny your it doesn't our roots don't allow us to don't allow us to deny you know our roots like our roots are like fuck you if a certain beat comes on you're gonna move whether you like it or not and that's exactly how it goes correct like there is something about like i remember when it first i'm so i remember the first time i like reggaeton was on my radar and it's when daddy yankee came out with that song la gasolina yeah do you remember that one and so i remember hearing it i'm like this is fucking terrible but then cut to like eight hours later in the night or in the day or whatever, or like I'm drunk at the club and they're playing, and everyone's like, and I'm the first one with like my hands up in the air, just like screaming, like grinding on whoever was behind me, going insane. And there is like that production, that beat, that sound that you just want to like move your body to. And so it's undeniable. And yes, that's, but like, I don't like want to put it on in the car. That's not true. It right. just came do. on. It just did. I mean, it just, yeah, it just came on. And I was like, this is awesome. And I was like, oh, shit, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know how we got from apologizing to, to, to music, but I love the turn that this took. So, Well, we made amends, and then we had to move forward. That's <gasps> what we did. Yeah. Very well put. I like that a yeah. lot, actually. It makes yeah. perfect sense. We went through the, through the progression, you know, of things. Yeah. So... And his dancing... Um, you know what, man? Like, you gotta. You, do you ever um, go on people's live streams, DJs? No. Let me tell you, it it has. Am I worked, a, okay. It has worked for Lauren and I. We 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 connect the Bluetooth speaker, and we have a friend, uh, two friends, uh, DJ Diaga and DJ Cab, and they live stream very frequently. Whenever they do, we stream it, and we have gotten up in our apartment and danced is it the same thing no it's not but we get it out of our system okay maybe i have to like see because i'd probably be more willing to do it if i had what i felt was a more willing partner Mm, okay um but maybe i need to like did i did i tell you about the card games (laughs) you didn't but i saw your post so I keep being this person who like misreads the room, right? Like I'm. So let me let me rewind a little bit more. And David David has this David has a cousin, and her name is Alessandra. And they um, it's they're so close that they consider each other like siblings. They were peas and carrots growing up together. They're like he calls her his sis, his sister. Yada yada yada. They're very very close. She comes to the states. Um, with her husband and her do- and her then seven-year-old daughter because it was going to be their first trip to Disney. And it was a big fucking deal. It was like the Frozen had come out. Like, it was super, like, just, like, the amount of, the amount of anticipation and the planning that had gone into this trip was, like, major. They were coming from Sao Paulo, the whole thing. We had gotten a house with the whole thing. Yeah. Her husband's name is George. And so I am also George. George, on the first day of the trip, like catches a stomach flu slash food poisoning situation and is basically laid out for the next five days. And seven-year-old girls are kind of my thing. 
Like, I can <laughs> really easy to them. Because, I mean, kids just want to have fun. So if you're just silly and have fun and you know how to turn it on and will each other get down, like, they, they get it. And so at one point, there was, like, they kept, she, the, the, the little one, her name is Gabi, would come into the room and she, or someone would say George, and, and then she'd be like, which one? You know, Uncle George or Father George? And they're like, that one. And she's like, well, more like, she's like, how about... Um, we need someone then she said something like we need to get give them like official names so that we know who we're talking about and they're like he's they're like he's so she points to me and he's like he's party George because I was always like let's have a party let's have a party, let's have a party. Right. and they're like who's the other one and they're like she's bathroom George because he was always in the bathroom um, oh, <laughs> but inevitably I'm party George and so like yeah. I'm always like want to like get things going and get people together and celebrate things and do things and so part of that was like let me bring out all the activities and like put it out there maybe like we'll get things started so i put it out there and i was like maybe like seeing if like someone would like be like hey want to play uno no no. i bought this like french game this french card game called miles borns which is really fun and like i used to play when i was a kid and like zero curiosity zero interest zero nothing nope and i'm like rejected I misread the room. <laughs> I misread the room. I thought we wanted. I thought we were all bored and wanted to have fun. No. So maybe like if I find one of these live streams, I'll like connect it to the. I'll just be like, guys, we're doing this, and I'll just like kind of like get myself moving and get everybody moving, and maybe yeah. then they'll like get up off the couch and off of their like devices and like yeah. participate. But I don't know how much. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll try it out this weekend. Okay. I think so. I think you should. I think I'll, I'll send you the info. Okay. If, if, you know, if like they announce, you know, like, cause usually it's not like my live streams where I just go on and people are later are like, why the fuck didn't you say anything? You know? Uh, but, um, but, but these DJs usually are really good at like announcing it a few days before. So I'll tag you and word. And yeah. So, well, this has been great, George. Indeed, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I think that we, um, I liked what we discussed today, and I think it's something that is an ongoing process as we grow and as we get older. The whole concept of how we're apologized to, or how, you know, when we apologize and how we apologize goes changing. And I hope that your apology goes really well. Thanks, man. Me too. Yeah. And if it doesn't, text me and maybe I can guide you through an alternate plan. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Okay. Deal. George, where can they find us? Moacamedia.com. All things Moaca related, all point and places to point you in every direction that you want to find us. We are being, you can listen to us on anywhere that streaming podcasts are available. All platforms. We are on all platforms. Carlos did an amazing job of doing that for us. Um, you can... Find us on Instagram at Milwaukee Media. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at George I. Sanchez there. Gitu. And you can find me I'm at Carlos.Escanilla. That's my personal and professional page. And then Carlos305 Music for all my music and recording. I'm doing a lot of stuff and then putting a lot of 
videos on IGTV and same videos can be found on my YouTube channel. So all the music stuff is at Cardo's 305 Music. So George? you should do I'm a motherfucking rock star. Is that a song? There's a song that's called that? I'm pretty sure there's a song that's like, I'm a motherfucking rock star. I think it's a hip hop song too. Yeah. I don't know. I'll find it. I'll send it to you. I'll give you a list of things that I want to hear you put a spin on. Okay. Deal. Yes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be fun. You always have good ideas. Fuck. I, I why didn't that ever occur to me? I don't know why I don't know. that didn't. I, I'm just I like, like an amazing resource here, and I did not. I am just, I'm glad to have you in my life. I'm glad <laughs> to have you in my life too, Carlos. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you can catch all of our, our episodes. No, not all of our episodes, but you can catch these last seven episodes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Since, right. we've been, since we've been practicing social distancing, we've been uploading um, these conversations on YouTube. So if you're in the car and you want to see what we look like and who's bobbing their head, which way and what way, check it out. We're there. I love it. All right, guys. We'll see you or, you know, next week. Indeed. All right. Bye. Bye.